attention, attention please. The Camp Ojibwa History Podcast is on the air. Hello and welcome to the Camp Ojibwa History Podcast. My name is Christopher Thomason. I am your host for this and many, many more trips down memory lane. The Camp Ojibwa History Podcast is a podcast dedicated to collecting the stories, the history, the memories of Camp Ojibwa for Boys in Eagle River, Wisconsin, founded 1928. Today's guest on the podcast, Joel Losoff. Continuing the director's series, Lodi was kind enough to sit down with me, share some great stories, take me back all the way to 1987 when a young man from the University of Iowa decided to find his way to the great north woods of Wisconsin for a summer job. Little did he know what he was getting in for. But before we get into that, let me first say happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Hope you're having a great one. Moms, sit back, put your feet up, let the boys do the work for the day. Secondly, just got back from Chicago, an amazing meeting 60 folks come together basically on short notice to talk about the upcoming 90th summer celebration for camp. We had a a mini reunion right there in the room. It was so great. So much camp love. We had guys from the 40s all the way to now. Every era covered from the 40s up. It was awesome. A lot of great times catching up with a lot of guys. You're going to hear a ton about the 90th summer celebration. If you don't know anything yet, head over to www.camp.com. OjibaHistory.org slash OJ90, OJ90. Check out her teaser trailer. You can hear all about it there. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be an incredible party. May 6th, 2017. Go ahead and put it on your calendars. Enough of that. Here we go. Joel Lodi Losoff on the Camp Ojibwa History Podcast. First and foremost, please state your name and years of camp. Joel Losoff, I've been in camp for uh, about 25 years. Awesome, and what was your first year? First year, 1987. And you've pretty much been there throughout, but you got a couple of... Correct, couple 87 through, straight through with right, a few years off, uh, marriage and that type of thing going on, but yes. Nice. Uh, so how do you first hear about Camp Ojibwe? Um, I was in college, and uh, my good friend Steve Rosen, who was a big-time Ojibwe guy, um, we were we, we were our senior year, and we were uh, going to go to grad school the following fall. So he's like, I got a great, you know, Joel, I got a great place for us to go the last, you know, last summer, and uh, you know that, that was it. It was, so all I had to do was just call Elliot, and that's what it was. Is the funniest thing? Elliot <laughs> actually interviewed me on the phone. I remember I remember this like it was yesterday. <laughs> being in my college in an apartment in Iowa, and having a, a phone conversation with Elliot. He was interviewing me about camp. About you know my likes dislikes, and 
When I got off the phone, he's like, you're in. I, we didn't even talk about salary. <laughs> we didn't talk about anything. It was just like, done. You know, yes. I was 22 or whatever I was, you know, whatever. Sure. So I was older by then already. So um, it was great. So one then, phone call with Elliot. That's well, that was it. Not even Denny. <laughs> there was no one else involved. You know? And so this was, you know, in 87, that was their camp was bought in 85, but the first year was 86. So this sure. was really like their next big year of going with it. So 87 right. was kind of like a, it, it was an unbelievable year. But so that was the beginning of it. Nice. So when you, by the time you head to camp, you've, you've only talked to one person from camp at that point. So Absolutely. That's and, <laughs> and, and, and I was thinking about this. That's exactly right. And I didn't, so I didn't know any, I mean, I knew a few, and I knew, of course, I knew about Ojibwe and all, a lot of my friends went there, but, um, when I got there, it was it was unbelievable. So I got there, just knowing Steve, and um, I, you know, Denny had sent me some information about what came. This was just it. It was just being phone calls. You're going to be in this camp, and it was. I mean, it was all ahead of time. There was none of this pre-camp stuff right, that we did now, you know. So it was, it, you know, and so I was in cabin nine, and I remember getting there, and there was three. There was two other staff and myself, and I was going to be the senior counselor. And I remember walking in and being new, being like a rookie. The other two junior <laughs> counselors, it was John Michaelon and Jason Brodsky, who were, were veteran guys, but they were only they were just junior counselors. Right, they were still sure. pretty young back then. And they um, they had established themselves already. You know, so usually, you know, the, the only guy the senior counselor is going to sure. walk in and say, okay, I'll take this spot. But no. So it, it would be, um, but I get it. You know, it was like kind of like a rites of passage, and they had their spot. So I had like a crappy little spot in the corner for nice. my bed. Um, but, and I'll never forget that I walk in and I'm like, and, and, you know, they were they were cool, but you could tell they had a little edge to them because they were veterans. And yeah, I really was. You know, so, um, but um, I, I, I realized that. That's what camp is. I mean, it's not, you know, it is a rite of passage in terms of like the staff and, and you know, you, you earn things and you, and you really get into it. So me being new, even though I was 22, it took a while to earn that. And I'll never forget that, um, you know, a lot of it, we'll get into this, but, you know, a lot of it, the respect that you get at camp is a lot of the things that happen at night. You know, when you're going out and socializing and bonding, you know, and then even and during the day, you're working so hard, but there's things during the day, you know, so it took a while for them to realize, you know, who I was type of thing. And, uh, and then it was, it was great. About two weeks in, um, they offered to switch their like spots. So I was able to get, cause there's only three of us. So I was get, I was able to get my one spot <laughs> and they ended up bunking up, which was very cool. You know, nice. it, it just came with the territory. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, grew up in Glenview. Okay. Um, and, um, I and went, in that neighborhood, did a lot of kids go to camp? No. When I say in Glenview where I grew up, um, none at all. You know, we were, uh, you know, a typical uh, in the summer, just playing outside. We were playing football on the street, playing hockey on the street, where we'd take the goalies, put them on the street, cover, combine, move them, you know. <laughs> we're playing, uh, um, we have the box on the wall, and you picture like a handball, handball kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, you're standing against the wall, and you're batting, and there's a pitcher's box, and, and uh, you know, we're just playing those type of games, where we just used whatever around us, you know. Nice. None of us went to overnight camp. I was, when I was growing up, I did a lot of day camps as a counselor mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, but uh, not not much over my camp at all. Nice. So this is your first when you get to Ojibwe. It's your first experience with that too. Absolutely. Which even at twenty two, I mean, it's still something to yeah. go to a camp for eight weeks and just sit there. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. It can be a lot. And not knowing anybody, right. you know, type of thing too. So, um, so it was again always being involved, you know, with that type of thing in terms of you know whether it's working with kids or sports or coaching, whatever. But yeah, the the overnight experience was a little different. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So you get up there, 87, your first year. Uh, I assume you drove up 
by yourself, what's the first thing that you remember about coming to a gym or getting there? Well, like I said, I mean, the, literally, I mean, I remember pulling in, and um, at, at that time, you know, parked right in the, in the parking lot, so I didn't, and I'm bringing my stuff up, and really, even at that point, no one came to, like, you know, <laughs> no one came, like, no one had their arms, so hey, Joel, right. come on up, you know? Right. So I did, I mean, Steve, you know, happened to be there, and there's this other, this, uh, this guy, Brad Balson, who was there, he was our age. Um, to and so there was a couple of veteran guys and then I saw him he was and, and so they those are the only two guys that helped me but I just I, I again I got pictured like it was you know yesterday just walking up you know by by the waterfront there and, and then telling him where cabin nine is and, and you know just almost like stopping putting my bags down you know where, where the, the the yellow bench it used to be called was sure. just kind of sitting there I didn't even go in the cabin yet those, those guys just pulled me over the two of them and said let's just sit and just take a look at it you know and that was like the first like literally for like twenty minutes, we just sat there. That's even awesome. before I was in the cabin. So I think that you know that that got a rolling. Yeah. So that first year, eighty-seven, uh, you're just a regular counselor. You're coaching some stuff, maybe officiating some stuff. What are the things that um, you take to right away? What are the things you like most right away? Right, and and, um, and that's exactly right what you said. I did I did all that, and it being one of the older guys, even my first year there, you know, it's exactly you know. Um, more than anything, I mean, the coaching part was the best, you know, just be, being that older type of guy, you know, I was already through college, you know, I did the college, sure. so I was, if you want to call it mature, somewhat mature, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I was, but I was able to, and I, and I had always worked with kids, you know, I'd always, I was athletic director, um, you know, in, in other parts of my life and doing different things, I mean, you know, at, at, you know, JCC as athletic director, I was always involved in camps, so I knew, I had a good idea of what I wanted to do with the kids once I'm on the court or once I'm coaching with them, so, um, just, just hanging with those kids and just, you know, uh, sitting in, you know, on the, the basketball court, really even, even better than the actual coaching part was like after the game, I'd really always keep the kids afterwards and just hang out and talk to them. Not that we analyze the games, you know, but just sure. talked about them. A lot of times back then it was pretty, a little more intense than it was now in terms of the competition. <laughs> so guys are screaming and yelling, they're flying off the court. And, and even though as I was competitive as anybody, uh, you know, I had the ability just to kind of like, guys, let's just stay here for a second and talk about it. And, and, and some of those kids, you know, in 87 are, you know, I, I see them in the neighborhood now as adults, you know, and they have their sure. own kids. And, of course, they have kids at camp already. So, but it, it's, it's. It you remember was, who some of those guys are specifically? Oh, my God. I mean, I, some of those kids, I mean, there's Jesse, Jesse the Body, Chris, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, even like the Bones. I mean, I, was, I mean, you know, Stu was, they were all there. I mean, I became real tight uh, that first year with David, David Rosen. Mm. Um, even though they were older, I mean, they were counselors, but they were all, you know, junior counselors. And, and that, that's something that really kicked in too, is that, um, here was this older, you know, me being a little bit older, but, um, I became real close with David and that led to a few other things down our lives, <laughs> but, but being real close with David and, you know, I know he's, you know, like Brian Schwartz and, mm. and Miles and, and all, all of his crew, but you know, that, that's what we, we just became so tight that year in 87 and, and. And, you know, as we continue on at our conversation here, 87, I still have memories almost more than the 25 years, the 20 years after that. Because you just, yeah. it's something, you know, like you said about camp, when you get there, it doesn't leave. So, I mean, that 87, it's like, I mean, it was like the greatest year ever, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, even uh, Jordan Shiner was there that year. So sure. we, we had some veteran guys, and I, and I was very close with Jordan, too. We, we really hung, and, and um, so... You know, it, it evolved after a couple of weeks. And once I got in the flow of it, it was like, yeah, I'm good. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's this weird magical thing. Like, you could be there for three years or, or 80 years. And that first year, 
sticks out in such a perfect, like, pristine way. And then later they start to get a little blurry, and you're, you're not sure which year a thing happened. But that first year is just sort of crystallized. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and I know, you know, you were, you were talking to Josh Kyle, remember? I mean, Josh Kyle was, you know, four feet high when I, when I was, there. was a little guy. He was, like, one of my favorite, you know, campers. He's also already scored 45 <laughs> points a game. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, his dribbling skills were out of control, you know. And all of us, I mean, you know, Darren and, and, and just, like, you see all these those guys now, and they were a little bit older, but... Um, you know, I, I remember him again, like, you know, like it was yesterday, you know, nice. Scott Maravitz. I mean, it, the list goes on and on of all the people that were there, but, but who, even though that was my first year and that was my impression, I've continued on with them, you know, right. so just see, I mean, of course I've been there the last 20 or so years, but you still keep it, you know, it doesn't, you don't lose it. Yeah. And so many guys from that period have gone, have, have stayed a part of camp. They have, they've continued to be a piece of it, whether we're talking about the warrior council or whatever, they're guys who've stuck around it and, concerned themselves with the concerns of camp absolutely um and so being a part of that group as well uh now when you're there do you get to play a lot of staff games is that a thing that's popular at the time or? oh back then yeah. you know um not really because the jc's i think are still playing leagues right? correct they were just at the very right that was kind of right we were just winding the down with it a little bit so the only thing i remember in terms of a staff game was playing softball a lot mm-hmm. number 16 softball and i think that also helped me get in with everyone because you know, not pat myself on the shoulder, but you know, I was a pretty good pitcher. They couldn't sure. actually they couldn't hit me at all. But, nah. You know, and so, I'm, but but I've again, seen <laughs> you know, in my day, I had it. You know, uh, but but that also, you know, that's the respect type of thing. You don't have to be this great athlete. To, you know, that's the, but but back then, you know, especially being a new guy, you know, you could earn the respect at night, and that was a whole nother. You know, you know, sure. but but also, you know, on the playing field, you know, it, it, being new, you know, it's like. You know, not that I, oh my God, this guy's cool all of a sudden, but it's like, okay, he brings something to the table too. And it yeah, was kind of sure. cool like that. So I think, you know, being a real, real good pitcher in that, in that realm was, was a lot of people were coming, you know, towards me. Too, yeah, so. for sure. I mean, yeah. that is definitely the toughest part. If, if you were not a camper, the toughest part is finding that way in. The door is open. I mean, once you're in, they will welcome you. The door shuts behind you and you're inside forever. But finding that path in and whether, like you said, whether it's going out at night, whether it's a sport thing that really clicks, whether it's something else, some other weird thing that you do that just clicks for people at camp, you know, <laughs> we've seen a lot of different guys go a lot of different paths, <laughs> um, but you got, you have to find that thing or you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be comfortable. Do you get to coach the week or I did. at that time? That's funny. I forgot about that. All the memories. Um, I did. And, um, uh, you know, j- just like, and I couldn't tell you, Chris, what happened yesterday, but you, you know, we're at, you know sure. at this age, you know, but, but I remember, I mean, I had the fourth pick, you know, and it's a Craig Bondi, you know, nice. so you remember, and I, of course I see him all the time too now. And, um, you know, I, I remember going, and, and they were all the chance. Rookies never win. I'll still remember because, you, you know, I was the first time doing it. And, and I remember being nervous as hell, and I didn't know who to pick. And I actually, it's it's interesting. I still regret. So, you know, you have to pick a, a assistant. Right. You know? And, and um, I didn't, you know, I knew I could coach. I knew I could motivate and all that, but I had no idea about stunting. So, sure, right? Well, that's big time, you know? <laughs> and, and, and so, it's still being so new. So I, so, I panicked, and I, my assistant, I picked... For just that, like mm-hmm. he had that skill of of the theater, sure. And uh, but I was, you know, and I know you usually should pick someone you're kind of friendly with. You're gonna spend the whole week with, it. so I, you know, and 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 I remember like passing on uh, Brian Schwartz, who I was really mm-hmm. tight with back then. But you know, he get the word out, he wasn't the best coach. You know? <laughs> but but I really liked him. You know, I was really tight with him. But it's like, sure. oh, what do I do? What do I do? It's and so of course, I took the other because you know. You, you, 
And so, you know, being competitive, to right? Be competitive. You know, it's like, took this, and, and he wasn't a bad guy. It just, it just didn't click. And we were great. I mean, we ended up, you know, we had, well, I mean, like fourth place or so, but it's, you know, it was, it was a good run. And I remember being the first for like the first two or three days. And it's like, this is it. It's all done. You know, and then boom, <laughs> we would just tank. But uh, it was great. Nice. You know, I, I definitely, you know, remember that. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Um, so you talked a little bit about the, the nighttime side of things, too. So in 87, what's the nighttime look like? Where do you go? What oh, do man, you do? This is, we're just going to talk about 87 all day. Well, <laughs> in a good way. That's not bad. Trust me. This is my, I mean, but that's what we talk about. Even like, like when I'm hanging, you know, when I'm with David or some of his friends, even now, we, we always say 87. Just, it was just an unbelievable That was it. Year. I mean, really, the memories go on forever about that one year. Um so many stories. I mean, and the nightlife was just unbelievable because we had the Village Tavern. Sure. Which was right in the middle of town there. And it was, a, you know, a bar just like, but there was a dance floor and there was a DJ. So it was cool. It wasn't just hanging out and drinking. I mean, there was some stuff to do and in a good way. I mean, it, right. it was a pool table in the back and, and very cool. But, you know, <laughs> and I think what, what I what I brought to the table a little bit was the shot thing. And, and you know, a lot of shots were flying. And I think I that was, you know, So you like shots is what you're saying. At the time, yeah. I see, I see. Well, of course. We're friends in the right time period, of course. That's right. Before yeah. there were kids, before there was a wife, exactly. there were shots. And even now, it's not bad. <laughs> uh, but no, but you know me, and, and, and that's just something. I, and so, you know, I kind of brought that that little flavor to the table, and that, and that fired the guys up. And, and you know, at the time, the shots were the, the silk panties or the, you know, sure. the, the schnapps and peach schnapps and vodka, <laughs> things that, you know, right. aren't going to do much. You have 20 of them. Like, oh, all right. <laughs> exactly. And I remember, you know, you remember the picture of the waitress coming out with a tray of, like you said, like 30 <laughs> shots and everyone's grabbing them. It's like, you know, whatever. But, but that, that was, that was, you, you always remember that. And just, you know, and, and, I, and I don't remember at the time, although I'm sure we stayed in some nights, but I sure. don't ever remember saying <laughs> not that, but not even like in a bad way. It's just like, I don't remember. I mean, I know we did, of course, you know, right. I know, you know, we hung with the kids and I'm not even saying that, but it's like, I don't, I, you just, like we talk about the, a lot of the memories at camp are the nightlife, you know, and especially right. me, you know, I wasn't like, a, you know, a 17 year old kid. This is the new experience for me. I was you know, already through college. So sure. I knew, you know, so I didn't abuse it, but at the same time, it was just, you know, the ability to, <laughs> to just round the guys up and go and, and, and you know, and to be um, fair, the structure was a little different. Than yes. There, the SCs tended to get most of the nights out. The yeah, JCs tended to kind of get true. screwed a little bit. Right. <laughs> stay in all the time. So that's, that's right. That wasn't balanced out that's yet. Right. And then and we only had, you know, at the time, we only had three counselors in the cabin. So you're right. So exactly. Yeah. So, um, so those two guys. Right. <laughs> so they took my spot and they, they paid the price. Now, uh, but I mean, they're, you know... <laughs> I'll never forget this one. We always talk about this one too. Where I'm not quite sure how it built up, but we were we were you know at the village tavern, and we ended up um, going to this uh, another bar in this house called the Main Pub. They're actually a very shady place. I don't even ask. I don't even know how we got there, um, but um, so we ended up walking over there, whatever it is, and. Um, there was about maybe seven or eight of us and we go in there and you know we're not looked up too highly over there you know it's like sure. oh, at least you know and I just you know one thing led to the other and I remember um, one of us um, poured a beer at maybe his arm was hit I'm not quite sure the whole story on this a large lady oh um, kind of like a biker type of a lady but she was pretty large and the next thing I know they were coming after us and, and not the, the girl, these girls, like three girls, big girls, you know, almost like started 
to fight them. Like they, they, they wow. attacked us literally. And I remember us running out. And it was like a, a scene from like the Warriors. You know, we were running down. I still picture running down the street. You know, the, it was like you know one in the morning, whatever. Sure. Like you got the, the lamppost <laughs> on. It's dark. It's like misting out. And we're hauling down the street, and these girls are chasing us. I mean, you know, we're it's where we were panicked. I mean, right. like, you know, I mean, and the main public. I don't even know how we got there, but it was very shady. Um, and, and we ended up, and I mean, we just all like ended up diving in someone's car. You know, it was like eight, you know, eight of us in that car, and we just and we just haul out of there. But that's something we will never forget. You know? Wow! And um, you know, just doing the the silly things where we, you know, we'd go to Triggs late night, and, and yeah, I'm gonna admit this, we would like find a turkey, like a turkey ball, and roll it down the aisles <laughs> like we were bowling, or, or open up the budded meats, you know, and sure. do that type of thing. And, and, it's messing around. You know, and, and, and it's scary that I was 22 and still doing that, <laughs> or leading the way and doing that. But, but, um, but again, that's what the camp, you know, you're sure. just going out, and it was harmless, it wasn't like, you know, and the other one, I mean, you can go on forever, but, you know, <laughs> I forget, and, and I, David actually might have been mentioned the story where, um, I'm pretty sure it was that first year where, you know, we'd go out and I'd be out with those guys and, and, and David has hit his own shtick and his own deal. And he had, um, uh, brought, or I think it was, he brought a girl back to the cabin and, um, uh, you know, they were just hanging out. It wasn't really anything too crazy, but they were like in his bed and they were, everything was fine. The kids were in the cabin too, of course. Sure. But, but I, you know, I just remember we were all kind of there just like hanging, no, no one doing anything. And then, and then all of a sudden we hear like a, the door fly open and it was Denny, you know, and he just raged and we just scattered, you know, of course. And then, <laughs> right. you know, and then he took care of, you know, David the rest of it. But, you know, you remember those type of things. I remember Denny, you know, hiding in, you know, I remember you come up the, the path, you know, right across from, from the from the beach over there in those trees and he would hide in there like with his rain jacket just waiting for us to come home and 90% of the time it's him trying to bust his son of course <laughs> but you know we were all there and, and you know boom just scattering but you know like deer just flying around but uh, you know you, you remember those type of things and, awesome. and, you know that's the night and then you know during the day the, the it's the same thing it's just the you know I don't remember specifically you know because the night you really like you said it's, it's such a, a great positive bonding thing but the days you know I remember you know, the different shot, different showers, you know. I was going to ask you, yeah. and, and maybe it didn't strike you as weird, yeah. but like going there as an adult, showing up as a 22-year-old, and suddenly they're adult. like, yeah, well, yeah. You know, <laughs> I know, I got up older, right? <laughs> showing up there and they're like, okay, now all the kids are going to go to the waterfront naked and do some calisthenics and jump in the water. <laughs> like, how did, you know, <laughs> it's just part of it, right? And, and like, at that time, just, I didn't know any better. You know, yeah. I didn't know, you know, you know, and, and um, I do remember, I mean, that a lot of the kids were in their bathing suits and type of thing, so it wasn't like, you know, crazy, but, but you're right, there were some kids who did that. Uh, I know I didn't, but <laughs> but but I do know, know though. I mean, I I, I could picture you know like on those early mornings, and you see like the mist off the lake, and it was so awesome, you know. And the kids doing calisthenics, and you know, you just you, you remember it. You, I mean, you see them running and you know to the water and jumping in, and the other kids going. I mean, it was just so you know cool like that. And, you know, the flag raising was different. We actually had the live bugle calls with right. Drew, Drew Boyer, I think his name was, nice. and, and um, you know, just just doing those type of things was just. You just did it, you know, and, and, you, and you didn't think anything twice, and it was just, man, this is awesome. Very awesome. awesome. Very cool. So you're there in 87. So do you continue, do you do a few years in a row? Um, so this, so right, it gets a little cloudy in there uh, in terms of the exact number, but but yeah, a couple years, then 87, then 88, then, which we didn't really talk about is me meeting Rachel. 
Well, right. I was going to say, so somewhere so, as so, we get So there. I actually met, obviously, Rachel in 87, but I was um, really close. I mean, I became, obviously, very close with David. And, and Rachel and I were, very, you know, very, fr- very good friends. Sure. And, and um, I can imagine David being... A little protective. Uh, yes, I can imagine. Absolutely. Sure. Well, I got a story for you for that. <laughs> but, but so so that so then I um, I ended up coming back to camp the next year. But like um, you know, just coming up with you know another guy. Steve didn't end up going or whatever. But and then um, then I took about then I took a year off. I think it was in '89. Um, Rachel and then Rachel and I um, kind of hooked up. You know, a year and a half later after that, or you know after '87, it's around '89. We got married in '92. Um, so I would, so there's, yeah, about three and then we kicked it back in around 93 or so. So yeah, somewhere like in the late, you know, 88, 89, 90, I wasn't there, but then from like about 93 on, you know. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, so when you guys got together, I mean, did you expect that, okay, if this goes forward, we're going to end up spending our summers at camp? Um, well, we didn't obviously know the law. I mean, yeah, I guess we did. I guess we did, you know, um. I was in, uh, you know, because she's still at camp every summer, correct. all the way through that, right? Right. right. And um, you know, I was um, when we first got married. I was in a different. I was in healthcare consulting, uh, masters, and so I was going like a different route. And um, so actually, she was up there a summer when I would come up and visit. You know, I think like when we were engaged type of thing, and then and then we got married. But yeah, I think that um, you know, at the time, I, I didn't know I was going to completely change my career to do that, but we knew that sure. somehow. And then, and, and Rachel was doing it, you know, she's a, is a, you know, she went to Agwalk as a, as a younger, you know, as a child, and then grew into camp. And, and I, I don't know if she always expected to do it the rest of her life, but obviously it was a huge part of it. So I right. think that we, you know, and then I ended up, you know, changing my career a little bit, getting out of the healthcare consulting, going and teaching, because I knew that's where I wanted to go. I mean, that just tells you one year in 87, and boom, you know. It just changes everything. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about how you two, I mean, I know you were friends at camp, but how that sort of transformed? Sure, yeah. I mean, like, literally, that summer we were just friends, uh, and it was all good. And then um, my sister, um, Michelle, she went to Chippewa, and in kind of the same role as Rachel, like the program, you know, and just, just being up there. She loved camp. She was. She actually worked at camp for a little bit. Yeah, it's where I believe she got the loving nickname, Lady Loaded. That's, that's exactly right. And so she just she just loved loved the same thing. And so she was a Chippewa. And so when that one year when I was kind of like, you know, in transition or being at home, um, she had said to Rachel, Michelle said to Rachel, you know, I got a great guy for you. My brother. And Rachel already knew me, you know, so we were, right. so that was like the base. And, and, uh, and so it was kind of my sister kind of put us together type of thing. And, and, and again, I'll, I'll never forget um, going to, to, to their house, to Rachel's house, her parents' house, um, for the first like date type of thing. <laughs> and the first person I saw, of course, was David, you know, coming down, he came, I, I'll not forget, he came down in the towel, you know, and or just coming out of the shower and, you know, it didn't even matter who I was there for. He just gave me like the biggest hug and be like, he was like, come on, let's go hang out. Like, I think I got some other things going on. Nice. Uh, but, um, and then, but I, I, you know, and then, but then, so after that, you know, that was, that was that's very, awesome. Yeah, it was very cool. But I, I did, you know, um, and then I'll do, you know, another part of the, you know, so David obviously is very productive. And then Danny, of course. You I, was, know, I mean, I can imagine. Now he's got some experience having hired you and, and you work with him. Exactly. Yeah, that's part of it. But I, I can imagine that can be a little intimidating. Yeah, course. but, but um, you know, it started off, obviously he knew me. And so we were, you know, friendly. And it wasn't, I never was super close with him at that point. But then, you know, I did the thing in terms of, you know, in gay, I asked, his permission into the old school and nice. his permission. Of and of course he, you know, 
pulls me aside and whispers in my ear, you know, if you ever hurt my daughter, I'm going to cut your balls off. <laughs> right? and, uh, and, and, and with a stern look on his face and I'm like, okay, Fair <laughs> whatever you got to do. Uh, but, you know, having, you know, he already knew me and, and, and just having his daughter and then his grandchildren, uh, couldn't go wrong with, 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 yeah. with daddy. But it, it was, we've always had a great relationship from that point. But, That's amazing. But the two of them, David and Danny, were very protective. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm sure Sandy loved you from day one. I absolutely <laughs> like what I'm bringing it now. But, right, no, absolutely. It, it, right, she, you know, for sure. And then, and there was never any issues. I was always put her ahead of the two of them anyway. Right, you know, absolutely. to do that type of course. So, yes, absolutely. Nice. Uh, so you guys come back to camp, married now. Um, how quickly does that become sort of uh, co-directors, or how, how quickly does that transition happen? Right. Yeah. Um, it took a little bit. Um, so. Um, Rachel was still doing the program a little bit, mm-hmm. and then um, I kind of became the athletic director. Um, I, I, so it was really more in charge of, you know, the equipment and the athletics, and the, and, well, which is what we do all day, the programs type of thing. Um, so, um, you know, there wasn't a whole bunch of, like now, you know, we have a great team, and there was, you know, we had, between you and, you know, Al and myself and Denny, and Stu, I mean, we have like a good team, JD, we have a good veteran staff, sure. Sandy and Rachel, so it's all together. Back then, there wasn't a whole bunch of that. There was there was some veteran guys, but not like as a team. Gotcha. And so... It wasn't as a big, that whole period, there weren't a lot of guys who would come back year after year exactly, after year, and if they right. were, it was, you know, like guys like Selwyn Butler, maybe, there were a handful of guys. <laughs> right. But they might be waterfront guys, they might be foreign guys. Exactly. And great, yeah, exactly. So we... Um, so the athletic director, I mean, it, it was kind of, I, I didn't come up with that position, but I, I kind of molded myself into that where there was really no one doing any of that type of thing in terms of equipment and sportsmanship and, and league play and all that type of thing. Um, so um, it went from there and then, um, then it kind of, yeah, eventually went into assistant director or whatever you want to call it. Sure. Don't worry about the titles for a little <laughs> bit for a while. Can't, you know, can't infringe on anyone's, you know. Well, I, I get it. I get it. a little it, murky you know? there for a little <laughs> bit. Sure. I get it, you know. Uh, so, but that was fine. And, and my style was, um, well, you know me, but my style is, you know, pretty mellow and kind of just go with the flow. And so I, that stuff didn't bother me. And, and, you know, whatever it is, I, I love being at camp so much. And, and yeah, people are, you know... I mean, you could be more aggressive and try to push for things and do things, but I, I was just, you know, so thankful and, and you know to be there. But doing and doing the jobs, I had more and more responsibility each year, um, it, you know. And then you have the whole, you know, working, you know, with my father-in-law who happens to be Danny, and then sure. that was great. And I, you know, you, you, but that uh, can be challenging. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And I think again, the the buffer was that it was. Family. I married your daughter, and, and things are great. And you know, eventually we have the, the you know our kids. But but I think he he respected me in a, in a in a different way, in, in a good way. I mean, you know, in a good way. So I think it was always buffered a little bit, where he didn't attack me or do things to me or say <laughs> right. things to me that that you know other people he just unleashed, and that's okay. You right. Know, that's that you know. And so we had our styles, and and it wasn't never a good cop bad cop thing. But but you know, people would come to me for certain things. Because they knew who I was, and, and and so I think as we as we kept building up and up, it was great. You know, uh, it just it worked out great in in terms of um, how it worked, and he was able to. And, and I struggled a lot, you know, um, especially well in between those years, um, as I was getting a little bit older, itching to do a little bit more. Sure, of course. You know, and, and knowing Denny's style, and and while he did unbelievable, obviously things for camp, he had a 
you know, his style of management was different. And, and so, Very much so. Um, it was, it was, it was definitely tough, you know, internally, but again, um, I just love being there so much. So, so for me and my personality, some of those things I could just kind of no worries and yeah. just move on. Type of thing. I think my first year, I think was really right at the heart of that change. Um, because my first year, I think you were still more athletic director than anything else. And Rachel was just kind of on the tail end of the program. Snower had come in and was kind of <laughs> taking it over, but she was tailing off on that. Right. Um, Denny gave up the Trojan Spartan speaking. He And he even said, I believe that we're starting a five-year plan. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Which might still, be, might still be in process. I'm not sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but those, those balls were rolling. I think that year 2000 or so, there was really right at the heart of all those things changing. Plus there was a, Brandon Grandchild already on the way that summer, um, which was awesome. Yeah. In the, into the summer, you're like, oh, by the way, guess what? I'm pregnant all summer. Like, that's amazing. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> and then here comes Ari. <laughs> so then how does that change camp? I mean, your first child, um, you guys are all at camp together. You know, in, in a way, it, it softened even uh, soften things even more, you know, with Denny and Sandy, not yeah, to soften it, but, you know, certainly exactly what you said, it's a whole different light on life, you know? So some, some things just don't mean, you know, it, some things just don't mean as much anymore when you have a, you know, brand new child, especially a grandchild, you know, for, for, for Denny in particular. Um, so, so it was great. I mean, it, you know, he was like the toy, you know, I think he was, uh, so he was maybe, he was born in January, so at the time, so what, six months, you know, yeah. so a little, little guy, and, and, and so, you know, he, we'd carry him around. I mean, he was like, <laughs> like a toy, like a, like a pet little, you know, whatever it was. Absolutely. So, but it was great. You know, I, I think that certainly it was, you know, we were working 24-7 now instead of just, you know, and, and always worrying about that, you know, especially. It was, it was so cool, you know, I think. And then also, you know, it was appreciation for, you know, more people getting to, even though we were there, you know, getting just... You know, getting to know us more and, and wanting to be with us for more. Sure. Here's a you know new you know child and and uh, like the next step. You know, here it was just so cool. Yeah, it was so cool. But I mean, I think that you know, being there early on, especially like that year two thousand. Of course, as we said, first year you remember so well. Um, I remember you came up late, presumably for teaching. Um, so you mm -hmm. weren't there at the start of pre camp. So you kind of came in, and it was like. Jordan's here. We can all relax now. Like the, the man has arrived. Like the staff staff had such respect. Wait, did you say me. Jordan's here? Yes, is in Michael. Yes, but it was really yeah. like everyone had been talking about this Lodi guy, and he's going to be coming up. And when he gets here, everything will be set. Everything will be cool. And I was like, well, this is great. I mean, it's already great. These guys. This seems like a cool bunch. What what more can we go? And and with Rachel because she was doing the program and she was in the office, like she was kind of stuck in that. It's intimidating to be one of those jobs. Like, you know, you, either of those now, like the kids, the campers, and the younger staff, you know, they relate to the program office. They go in there like, JD, can you do this? But it's there's a, there's a wall there, and it's harder to be close. Whereas it felt like you had, you know, you were everyone's best buddy, and they knew it right away. So you kind of came in celebratedly. So uh, I see what you're saying about, you know, but you take that and then double it down because now here's Ari running around, and everyone loved Ari. A lot of times I had the mornings off. So I'd just be bumming around with nothing to do. So I'd just hang out with Ari. Like, right. I'd run around with Ari. And I'm like, all right, two-and-a-half-year-old Ari is like my best buddy at camp because we're just rocking out. <laughs> and, and a lot of stories came from that, too, from uh, from Ari with the babysitters, of course. Sure. So you had a couple of nannies. Yes, we did. Some good. Yes. Some, some not as not good. Not so good. And, and arguably one or two naughty. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that was the greatest thing because, I mean, not... For I necessarily, sure. but uh, the, you know, the counselors had a four day. Literally. <laughs> you know, exactly. Right. How does that process work? How do you find the your summer girls? Right. Well, at the time, um, 
it was really, it was a combination of word of mouth, just any type of thing. But I know we worked with Denny. There was like an agency where you can find nannies oh, you know, oh, and just right go out. And so, so that was a little, you know, that was harder because you didn't really, you know, meet them. But we certainly, you know, interviewed them or talked to them. And, and um, at the time, we didn't really have, you know, you, you couldn't Skype with them. There was none of that, right, you know, right. type of thing. So just, you know, so um, it was great. At the beginning, we had Amy. Uh, oh, yeah, Amy was from Belize, right? right? Mm -hmm. who, who knew Glenbert, you know. And so she was our nanny, or, you know, she was with us from the beginning with, with Noah, uh, with Ari. And so she came up with us the first couple of years, and she was, you know, just awesome. Um, and then... Of course, then we had some randoms, and I, I mean, we had an Australian nanny, right? We had, I mean, we had oh, all, the, right? yeah. and, and I forget, you know, most of their names, but but oh. they were some. I mean, and, and the one was I'll never forget, and I know we you know the story, but there there was I just remember having to talk to one of them in particular because she was so like she was so loose and just so you know fooling around with every guy and it really just it was almost a little sad you know she it, didn't you know it was it was crazy it really was but it, it was I mean we had yeah that was always fun though I mean you know, <laughs> we got a good kick out of it sure you know, so, and, and, and one of them actually happens to be uh, she hooked up with one of a former Ojibwe guy right. And they're married. They're married, about to have a kid. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, see, it's not always so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so camp goes on. So now you've got Ari and then eventually Noah. And how does camp change for you over those years? I mean, you know, for me, I would always say that a lot of parents, we don't, parents aren't allowed on the grounds in general. Mostly because camp is a part about making your kids learn how to be independent and, and live their own, you know, make their own choices and that kind of thing. And, and parents... Sometimes can be a little overwhelming and whatever. Uh, and I will say that across the board, all through them growing up, like you guys stay pretty clear. You know, if you're going to watch a game of theirs, you try to hide a couple of, oh, yeah. a couple of fields away. <laughs> you don't sit right. right there. The grandparents sometimes aren't as... Uh... Yeah, no, that, that's true. That, that is a whole other... I mean, you forget because as, as, as we're talking, you know, starting off in 87 and I'm thinking about all the things that, that I experienced there. Right, that is a huge part of camp is, you know, having, having my kids there and... and um, and not wanting to ruin their experience. Right. Not that we ever would, but, you know, um, I mean, just like anything else, you know, every other year or so they'd be like, oh, Dad, you really have to be here, you know, type of thing. <laughs> and they, they mean well, but, you know, it's like they, it's their camp too. Sure, you know absolutely. I mean? They should be able to explain. But you're right with that. Uh, you know, those first couple of years, I, I mean, specifically hiding behind a tree, you know, and watching it. And even, you know, because... Both Rachel and I are obviously still quite competitive, but we just, like anybody else, want our ch child to be children to be successful, you know, Absolutely. and have fun. And and we're literally, you know, I mean, you know, Rachel, even you know, like last couple of years, she'd be like texting me, you know, you know, go go see what Ari's doing, at the, you know, hockey, you know, <laughs> or when it's collegiate week or, or Olympics, whatever's going on, you know, we're totally, you know, you know, I remember just like, you know, just again, just sitting like on a you know, bench on, on like diamond two, and and Noah was like shooting free throws on the trail court, you know, and I'm just like, oh, come on, come on, you know, and you just want the best for him. <laughs> But Absolutely. but um, but that's how I mean literally though the last whatever five six years or so I, I literally tried to stay away yeah. and don't even want to know I mean of course I'll talk to them but um, uh, but you know even you know last year we're sitting on the uh, you know the tree bench or, or collegiate bench and you know there's you know diamond one there's a softball game and Ari's playing or whatever and so just casually watching right them. and I think you know um, they, they both are okay with it I don't you know I think they're pretty mellow too and it's not like they're they're super intense or or getting you know crying after a game or something they're, they're just chilling and so i think it's okay that we're allowed to do that <laughs> but, uh, but i hear it i mean even yeah. you know even in the mess hall you know it's funny in the mess hall where we sit you know it's kind of like that the, the table where kids come out you know 
I don't know, may walk all the way around to avoid us every now and then, which is fine. And we get sure. a kick out of that. I mean, that, that, that I think is. It's got to be tough. It's got to be tough to, to, you know, to know your folks are always there. Always. And then, and you know, my big thing, you know, I love, you know, and, um, you know, at night when I go around to the cabins, mm. you know, and, and so I'll say goodnight to everybody. And, and of course I'll go into the cabins and then go in the cabins where my boys are. And, and, and it's so funny because, um, I'll almost, you know, you know, I'll almost avoid them. Like try to talk to everybody else, and then on my way out, I'll kind of like, like for Noah, it's easier. I can kind of like lean down on his bed, and you know, you're all right, you know, and he's cool with it. Aria, you know, well, he's older now, but you know, it's like, you know, but but, but <laughs> him and his buddies, I know from home and everything, so they're like, Lodi, come on, you know, let's <laughs> right, because the buddies are like, come right, on, yeah. he's like, ah, right, right. So so it's actually very cool, and 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 and, and um, you know, just. I, whether we talk about it later or not, but one of the, the greatest things at camp for me is that part of the night when I go at night and, and just check in with the kids and, and hang out and, and <laughs> seeing what it's really like. Because that's, you know, a big part of camp is the bonding at night. You know? yeah. So so that, that part with my boys is very cool, too. So. That's awesome. Well, I was going to ask you, so now sort of transitioning into being the director and as the, the sort of um, director transitions are happening, I mean, Denny is is, you know, the five-year plan is coming closer to an end, and, and now Stu's on board and helping and, and, and working with you. Um, in this role now, what are the parts that you really love? What are the parts that really fire you up? Yeah, and, and, and a big part of it is um, my chance or opportunity to work with the staff even closer. I think, you know, for me, um, being 50 and, and, and having my career and everything that I've done, always working with kids, but now I, now the kids I call them are 18, 19, 20 year olds mm-hmm. that I'm where, I mean, of course I'm I, with all the kids, the campers, but, but I get such a, um, you know, a, a thrill of, of, of working with, with the staff in particular. And, and, and some of the issues, you know, are, are negative. I mean, how many times have, have councils sure. been fired or, or having to, you know, uh, you know, we used to be called black Friday, right? You know, every, <laughs> right? every right. Friday someone would get fired and, and, you know, there's there's issues and there's different issues. You know, back then it was just guys, you know, leaving camp or, or goofing around and you're fired or doing some idiotic things. Now it's, you know, maybe drugs or some things that are yeah. more intense. But to me, I think that, you know, that's what I like to do to try, you know, working with them, mm-hmm. talking to them, working situations out, you know. Um, and even like when we you have know, parents come up or if there's a situation where we got to work it out together, I, I, I think... You know, um, while it's it's unfortunate that these things happen, it's it's a great lesson and it's a great you know ability to grow and grow together. You know, and that creates tighter bonds too when you're actually working tightly, not just with the counselors but the parents too or the families or or you, know, you want to make it work. You want to keep these guys here so bad. Yeah. You know, at camp and they want it too. You know, they're just they're kids. I mean, twenty year old they're still kids. You know, so it, it's they we know I know that you know they're not perfect. None of us are, and they're gonna make you know mistakes, but. You know, the ability to help them through that, I think, is very cool. Well, you, I mean, let me just say, from um, the perspective of someone who's worked beside you for a lot of years, like, I really think that's one area that you're particularly gifted in, that camp can be difficult. And, you know, we talk a lot about the great things of camp, and, and even on these microphones, I, most, I spend 99% of my time talking about the amazing parts of camp. And even when guys tell stories about getting fired, it's usually ridiculous 20 years later. <laughs> but... The reality of it is that we do have guys, you know, we got a lot of young guys and guys are going to make bad decisions and they don't, I mean, in the big picture, they're not trying to hurt camp. They're not trying to hurt themselves or put anyone in danger. And, and it would be easy for us to just say, okay, well, that's it. Take care. But that, 
that you turn that over and that's not the Ojibwe. That is not the family that we are. And so it becomes a process of, okay, well, if you made a bad decision, how do we fix this? And how do we fix it so we're not going to do that? That's a much tougher and much more uh, finessed way of handling a problem. And I think that's where you're particularly gifted. I mean, amongst, amongst the many things you do at camp. I mean, that is, that is one that sticks out because that is arguably the hardest job at camp. It's easy to run camp, right? right. I mean, no, camp's right. super fun. Absolutely. It's easy to be and like, it runs hey, itself. I mean, yeah. Let's I mean, go play right. some sports. Exactly. Let's knock it out. Let's have a great time. Let's Absolutely. watch a movie, whatever. <laughs> but now let's right. decide if we're going to fire a guy who's been at camp for 10 years for making a stupid mistake because he's 19. Right. Yeah. That's where it gets hard. And, 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 you know, and thank you. I you know, appreciate it. And, and just the, the, you know, the daily issues when, you know, it's so easy, like you said, to just get so you know pissed at these guys, or you know, you know, they're they're coaching a basketball game, you know, and they're sitting on the bench and and you know not paying attention, you know, and and I come from the you know old school, you know, it's like how how are you not standing up and like not screaming, yelling, but like firing these kids up or encouraging, and you know you're sitting on the bench, you know, so those things make me crazy even to this day. But it but like you know it's so easy just to for me to walk by and and, and get in a guy's face and like screaming, yelling at him. Back in the day, that's what we kind of sort of do. Sure. But now it's it's you know, and certainly we have other people in place. I don't have to do all those things. But um, you know, now right. So now it's you know, after, instead of in the middle, you know, maybe after the game, pulling on the side and putting your arm around and say, hey, "Man, look," you know, or like you said, just trying to teach these guys, you know, what to do. And 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 the great thing about camp is that we have a lot of people to help. You know, I don't. Even though you know I love doing it, we have a team. You know, we have guys. You know, including yourself and and guys who can step up. And, and if there's issues, you know, it, it's not just one person running camp anymore. Right. You know? And, and um, good or bad, it does. It, it just works. You know, we have that team. And and so if I if I'm not around, you know, or you know, you step up, or you know, Al steps, or someone is able to just you know step in in a pinch, and, that, and you know that's what makes it roll. But um, you know, so that work with the staff, and, and I really do, and I said it before. Going around at night, you know, is is, is even though I'm exhausted, <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know, it's but um, it's one of the greatest parts of camp for me is because that's when then then that's where I sorry you have the staff all day and then it's the ability to bond and hang out with the campers. You know, yeah. you got some seven year olds, you know, eight year olds, and, and 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 then you can hang with the fourteen year olds. You know, and, and I literally. I, you know, back in the day, you know, Al would, you know, Al Schwartz would go around and, um, you know, say goodnight at the door and just kind of as everyone in and then Denny would kind of do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And then, but, but I've kind of made it my own where I actually go in the cabin now, you know, I'll, I'll open the door and go in and, and I have a shtick with the kids and then, you know, I'll, you know, and they say, you know, back and forth with me. And, and it, it even got to the point where some of the cameras would pull pranks on me and sure. that type of thing, which is great. <laughs> and like awesome. all of right, it's great. And I love that stuff. I think it's so great. So, you know, just hanging out, um, you know, with Kevin, you know, one, you know, for a few minutes and seeing what's going on, asking how their day was, and then going to Kevin 13, and even though half of them aren't there. <laughs> but, but they're okay. You know, they're always like, Lodi, come on in, you know. And I think right. they, they kind of want to, you know, talk to me too, in a, you know, in a fun way, because that's when I can kind of um, – loosen up to a little bit and, and kid with them and in terms of, you know, even doing some pranks or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm all for that stuff, sure, you know, of course. <laughs> so, uh, um, but it's good, it's good stuff. So, you know, the end of the night is great. And then, you know, working with the counselors, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just awesome. Awesome. So tell me a couple of great camp stories. Yeah. You know, and, and I think about when I, with my career too at camp, you know, it wasn't as a camper, you know, when you know you, all these other people you know you're growing up there type of thing so I started like I said at 22 so my stories are more of the mature stories but they could be as immature as anybody else but, <laughs> but it's in a different light you, know, you look at these you know my stories 
you know, it wasn't like I, I ran out of camp, you know, with a bunch of, you know, 10 year olds and like went to girls came right. it was just doing so. But, but some of the, a couple of them, um, weren't even really enjoyable, but they're just like a, a just a crazy, goofy story. And you were actually one of them. Um, but, um, well, that one was, I mean, this is just one that it's just, it's, it's uh, taking that, we, we took the kids on a bike ride through the forest. Oh. I mean, you know, so we're taking the kids through a, a bike ride. It was cool. We bought these new bikes. And we're taking them through the forest. It was a great ride. This was a couple of years ago. And, and it was smoking hot, you know, but whatever we did it. And I had about 20 kids and it was me and maybe one other counselor. And on the way back, of course, at the farthest point, one of the kids' bikes break, uh, his bike broke. And I didn't have any tools, of course. And, and so everyone else was ahead of us. So I was back here with this kid. And it was, there was the bugs were the worst and, and so on. And, and so um, I gave him my bike. He went back. And I literally had to walk back his bike, it bugs, heat for, I mean, it was like, it felt like two miles. Yeah. Like, why? And I had a kid, and, and I, you know, I threw the bike three or four times because I was so pissed and just so frustrated. <laughs> and it was miserable. And then, and then I, and somehow we got a hold of you. Right. You came to rescue me. And then you went flying off your bike. <laughs> Right? I, I, I rode a bike and then brought another bike beside right. me for you, thinking this is a genius idea. Right. But I'm also trying to hurry because I know you've already been out there at least 45 minutes. Uh, and I am, I'm booking, I'm doing my thing, and there just came a magic moment where my wheels caught each other and I flipped over the handlebar, separated my shoulder. And I had literally just gotten off the ground and all of a sudden here you come walking up and you're like, well, what are you doing? Right. Like, Wait. There's like two adults. It's not even like we're 20 year olds anymore. We're just like beat up. So that was like, really it wasn't really, I mean, there was camp. I mean, you know, but it was more. It was very great. Oh my God. That was great. And then there's another story. I'll never forget this. Um, it was, um, I was, uh, it maybe, you know, I was in my thirties for sure. I mean, I was, I was already in the athletic director range or maybe even athletic uh, assistant director, but I offered to go on a, a rafting trip down in Pestigo with, I think it was cabin 13 or, or whatever it was. And, um, so I went with them and, and, you know, great. I love it. It's a great trip. You know, we take the kids and whoever I was with, it was good. We were rolling, you know, no worries. Cause you know, you can get stuck in places. And it can be, and, and uh, so we were, I don't know, halfway through and there was um a counselor and another kid they were like stuck on a rock so we pulled over kind of helped them um and uh, i remember this kid was the, the kid who got stuck was not a good kid so they were stuck so i offered i come on i'll get you guys out switch you know this counselor you take my guy and i'll come over here trying to be the nice guy <laughs> and so we were halfway through and so i was so we got out and we got unstuck and i was with this kid and he was a terror he kept stopping the boat. He kept jumping out, you know, and, I, and it's so, it was so infuriating. He was splashing me. He didn't even care who I, I mean, he, I knew him, he knew me, but it was like, oh my God. And then all of a sudden you look at the black clouds are rolling in. So now everyone is in, like they're in, they're getting on the bus and we're, we're like, you know, 20 minutes away still. And, and you want to just strangle this kid. It's starting to pour and, and he's just goofing around, jumping off and, 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 you know, and finally we got in. But I, I mean, like to this day, you remember like that scar that yeah, had on me. Sure. So that was brutal. Um, <laughs> you know, a very funny story. Dude, this was, again, being a little bit older and there was this uh, this uh, counselor there for the first time. It was Ari Lurie. I don't know if you... We, mm, uh, he was he so came nice. with someone else. He was a baseball player. He came, I think he was maybe there only two years at the most. Um, but he was, you know, he was closer to my age so we kind of bothered and he was a goofball so we <laughs> you know we there there was um there was a warrior meeting uh, uh or something like that but out uh, at the campfire site and so they're all meeting they're practicing uh, whatever they were doing and so <laughs> so him and i um you know just pranksters just goofballs so we we literally we got some hockey masks we took about 
hundred tennis balls in bags. We, you know, we were like scouting. We went in the back and just started pelting them, you know, with tennis balls. They're freaking out. They, you know, we're running. You know, again, I'm in my thirties. I'm maybe forties. I'm in the forties. And you know, so just doing those type of things and just and we're just like when they we're just like when we finished it, we took you know, just laughing. We were by the point, just like cracking. There's like silly things like that where you could do those type of things. I don't even know if anyone knows or remembers that, but that's like something that I always. You know, always remember, but yeah, for sure. uh, that kind of fun is a huge oh part of camp all the time, and that yeah. happens all the time. Like, again, people do their you know night things, or they're doing their scavengers or whatever they're doing at night. But it's not; it's just to them, it's so awesome, you yeah, know. Absolutely. So I think that's what kind of you know, and, and the stories. I mean, it just even just remembering like all the characters that you know at camp. Martin Olson, who was. Oh, sure. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Did, I was there for sort of the last couple of years. Right, like our mates guy, and he, you know, he was this old curmudgeon guy, but he was great, and, and you know, he would tell you a thousand stories, total Eagle River guy, you know, but just the great, he was so kindly to Rachel and I, and, and uh, but just, you know, ah, you know, you know, that type of guy, just <laughs> great. And then, you know, and Glenn Nesper, who was this, you know, big hulking guy who I worked very closely with, and he was, you know, I remember, you know, with him chasing a bear. I mean, there was a bear that came through camp. <laughs> it literally came through camp, like this huge, it, and um, so we were, like, trying to, like, get it to go out of there. So, of course, he asked me to go, and, you know, I, me, really? And sure. Glenn would kill it with his own hands or you know and so i but but it's just like you know that adrenaline and just you know doing that's just something else you know and then and then a lot of the stories of you know having to go into town and finding you know counselors and taking them home and letting them go and type of thing but um you know it's just it's my years it's it's just one memory after the other so it's it's just so awesome tell me some other great things about camp great stories two unbelievable stories that i'll never forget one was, I want to say 2013 when the Blackhawks won mm. the Stanley Cup. But what we did is, a, is that we put a big screen up right in front of the office outside. So it was at night. And um, you know, it, was, it was just an unbelievable sight. You know, there was 250 kids outside when watching the game. And it was unbelievable. Obviously, the, 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 that year the Blackhawks scored two goals like within the last two minutes to win it. And we were going crazy. But, but, but. I, I just took a step back and, and you just see it all. And it was, it was, you know, you, I get shivers now just thinking about how cool it was. You know, two different kids jumping up, high-fiving, hugging, you know, just from watching, you know, the Hawks team. But it was we, that we were all together and they were all at camp. And, and the fact that you were able to put that screen up and, and, you know, it was it was spectacular. So that I'll never forget. Just, again, taking that step back and seeing it all. The other event that I thought was so special was, I forget the, the year, but it was within the last five years, um, where we had this um, a junior counselor, uh, first year junior counselor who had some special needs, um, wonderful boy, and uh, it was the I'm pretty sure it was the Olympics. So we had Olympics, and and, and so there's there's senior counselors, and they could pick a, a junior counselor, they could pick a senior counselor too, for that matter. And we're all, we're usually sitting, um, you know, on diamond or sitting you know, on the field, and and the counselors call their assistant coach up, and they run up and they tackle each other and they hug. Sure. And um, and and this uh, boy was chosen. To be a, a, an assistant coach, yeah. and it was so cool that, that everyone stood up and gave a standing ovation, and it was so you know, it, it was just so meaningful. And, and that's you know when I, when I think about camp, and again here I you know you, you stand back and you see it, and it's like man, this is what camp is. You know, you you have the one thing you know with the Blackhawks, which is you know it's just seeing everyone hugging and high fiving, but then you see this. On the same note, because it was so positive, but just it was about one of our brothers, you know, one of one of these yeah. boys who, you know, maybe will never get a chance to do anything in his life or, or whatever. And here he was like picked, you know, to to you know, it was a big honor. You know, yeah, I mean, in the whole sure. scheme of things, right? Yeah. And 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 but just how 
the camp reacted. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to be picked and like, okay, cool, you know, but man, everyone stood up and they were just so proud. I think everyone was proud to be part of that moment. And of course, it was all for him because, you know. Yeah, it, it was so, a real Ojibwe family moment. Yeah. It really was incredible. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's very cool. I mean, of all the things um, that we do and continue to do, it's just great. Nice. Well, just to, to finish up and to touch on that, like, how would you say Camp Ojibwe changed your life? I mean, in every aspect. I mean, I, I know that's, that's, that's a, you know, but I mean, look, I met Rachel. And I, have a, I mean, right. if I didn't go to camp, I maybe not have met her and been part of this. But really, so obviously it, it allowed me to, to meet Rachel and have a family and, and, and be a part of something that is so much bigger than any one of us. Um, the, the amount of friends that I've made, um, the relationships, the, you know, we always, you know, I mean, OJ was the biggest fraternity, right? I mean, it's, it's out of control in a great, in such a great way that um, I, I just think that um, the people that I've come in touch with or, or met or like I said, become friendly with, it's all, it's 99, I mean, I have my high school buddies still that, right. that were super tight and that's a great, that's a whole nother thing. But then I, you know, and you have your work friends and you have, you know, at school where I teach, I have my, you know, but, but these, the people that I've met and, and just made contacts with and done things with, you know, 90% of them are with camp now. And it's just so, um, you can't get that anywhere else. Now you, I, you know, you could be at a job your whole life and, and just kind of muck through it, but this is something so much bigger and it's so cool. So yeah, so the biggest thing, obviously, starting having a family and, and, and loving that part of life and then the whole, you know, relationship with everybody else, which it doesn't end. I mean, you know, it doesn't end. I mean, I think about all the people in 87 that I still am friends with and continue. And, and even now, you know, as you know, the kids in cabin one 20 years ago, 30 years ago that I see now and, you know, they're my friends too now or, yeah. or, or friendly with or, or, or whatever. So, Absolutely. Um, so I think it's just, it just doesn't end. Well, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you for taking the time. My pleasure. Okay, that is it. Another one in the books. Lodi was awesome. We had a great time. Did it right in his basement. Incredible. Incredible. As always, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you know how. Send me an email, Christopher at CampOjibwahistory.org. Or, of course, you can always just stop by the website, www.CampOjibwahistory.org. Stop by now. Click on OJ90, OJ90. Check out our teaser trailer for the upcoming 90th summer celebration. Yes, it's a year away, but it's going to be awesome. It's a huge event. The video will give you just a taste of the kind of stuff we're going to dig into. I'm super excited, and I'm super excited that the History Project is going to be a big part of that celebration. Okay, that's enough for this week. I am back in beautiful, balmy Paris, Kentucky. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. I can hear them in my headphones right now. And with that kind of weather situation... There's only one thing to do. I'll see you guys next week, but I'm heading outside to have a cigar. <laughs>